0: Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools.
1: Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools' talk radio show on 103.7 FM WKRM, also on your favorite podcast. Today we have with us Superintendent Michael Hickman. Welcome, Michael.
2: (laughs) Hey, good morning, Jack. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. We also have Assistant Superintendent uh, Scott Gaines. Welcome, Scott. Good morning. And first-time radio show, Miss Jennifer Gerard, our chief human resources officer. Welcome, Jennifer.
3: Good morning.
1: I am so glad you all came today. Um, we are in our uh, beginning of the school year, twenty-one twenty-two school year. Jennifer, I'm going to go ahead and start out with you, and I would like you to tell our listening audience, since this is your first time on the show, a little bit about yourself and uh, how you ended up uh, coming to Murray County Public Schools. I know you and I have a little history, Leadership Murray, and you could even mention that.
3: Yeah, perfect. Um, So I started with the district this past February, so just completed six months. Uh, Before that, I was locally at Williams Funeral Home and, and Crematory and Polk Memorial Gardens. I worked for them in their human resources as an attorney, doing finance, and any other thing that needed to be done in a small business. Um, I grew up in Murray County. My Actually, my family moved here because my mom got a teaching job at Zion Christian Academy. And then the next year, my dad got a teaching job there. And so that's where I'm an alum of Zion because that's where my parents taught.
1: And a full family of educators.
3: Yes, yes. So both my my mom was my kindergarten teacher and says everything I needed to know I learned in kindergarten. And then my dad had me from eighth grade to my senior years, my my classroom sponsor, one of my senior class trips. So while I'm not personally an educator, I grew up with educators and can appreciate our education system. And um, I do have a law degree, so I've gone through multiple years of education myself.
1: And, and and you said you had a law degree. What was your law degree in?
3: It's just a basic law degree. Basic that's law degree from from Liberty University, and then um, I am licensed in uh, Florida and Tennessee.
2: All right, uh,
1: Mr. Hoopman, did you have something to add
2: on that? You know, <clears throat> when this position became available, we were really targeting all of her credentials. And, you know, going into that uh, interview process, I had made it pretty clear to everybody that's what I was looking for. And when we had the opportunity and Mr. Gerard's resume came across, it just aligned so perfectly. And I just can't be more happy to have her on board and already what she's doing for uh, Murray County Public Schools. And one of the big things that I always have to remind myself, she's just been here since February, but it feels like we've been doing this for years. So we're really appreciative of her hard work and what she's
4: done for us here. Yeah,
1: she jumped right in. Mr. Gaines?
4: Yeah, I want to add, you know, Jennifer came in in a really tough time. I mean, we were dealing with lots of complexities of COVID and, and uh, how we keep people on and, and hiring people, and, and she's still hanging with us, so I'm really happy she's here, still here.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to have Jennifer here. I met Jennifer through Leadership Murray, class of 2021, and we had— 2020. 2020 I'm sorry. That's class, class ever. 2020 class of 2020 and we had a great time um we actually did leadership murray during the onset of COVID 19 yes so it changed it up a little bit but we still were able to network and and learn a lot and have a lot of fun um jennifer let's jump right into some of the things that are going on in the human resources department you are currently heavy into bringing onboarding um new employees correct
3: that is correct we have brought a lot of new employees on to the district Uh, just teacher side alone we've brought over 40 new teachers that we have brought in this year that we actually um, did a new teacher orientation for them to my understanding that's new for the district that's something they've added Mm -hmm. that they they were able to have our new new hires come in and go through processes and procedures get them signed up for their benefits and do all that before teachers even reported
1: That is kind of cool. And we were able to uh, call out on a lot of our local sponsors, our local uh, community um, partners and help out with the gift bags and stuff and put little coupons and gift cards and all kinds of cool stuff, pens, etc. in there. I didn't get a full list. so I'm not going to start a late name off just a few and then miss everybody. Um, But it was a a great, great um, orientation for the new teachers. Um, Just because we've onboarded 40, we still need more, correct?
3: we do we do still need more last i looked was around 30 teachers uh, across the district in various departments and various schools so and,
2: and jack i'd like to add here. yeah you know i've reached out to other districts and just kind of seeing where they're at and they're they are absolutely in the same place we are we are starting to see a true teaching shortage in the state of tennessee and we just feel like we have a lot of positions open and then when I talk to them you know they do as well right. so it's um you it's know, not a Murray County problem it, only it's not just a Murray County problem and you know hearing Jennifer over here saying 30 you know we're not in a bad spot as some of these other districts right and they have a whole lot more than we do and then when you look at even smaller districts you know 10 teachers may not seem a lot but for them that's that's a majority of their staff so uh just wanted to be clear and let everybody know that this is a not just a murray county problem it's it's across the state we're seeing this
1: yeah i I agree you know there's so many qualified candidates out there and there's a lot of job opportunities right now so please if you're interested in teaching we have competitive uh, we're like a big family here murray county public schools competitive wages competitive benefits you get full benefits correct jennifer
3: uh, the district pays for our employees' for their medical and for their dental coverage one hundred percent. So that's yeah, that's better than most places. Doesn't come actually. out of your
1: pocket at all.
2: That's that's really great. And, and the other thing, Jack, you know, we did a study from last year, uh, the districts around us, and you know, for the vast majority, you know, Murray County pays more than the, more the districts that are around us you know we've got some work to do with our pay scale looking at the front end of it and the back end of it but you know you hear a lot of times murray county does not pay and what we're seeing when we did that comparison you know with the majority of the districts around us not only do we pay we pay a whole lot better
1: yeah i i we'd had that discussion and i believe that's something that people need to know that we are not way below the, the average wage. We are right up there and, and sometimes above many in our surrounding counties. So, you know, if you're looking for a job, if you have a teaching degree or if you're wanting to learn and teach um, students in this county, visit murrayk12.org. Go to the HR section of our website, and there's an employment link there. Click on that. We have jobs available good benefits it's it's really great in this day and age that you can get a full benefits package and not have it have to come out of your paycheck
2: it's it's just a phenomenal thing to have and you know like i said we do still need to do some work with our pay scale especially like i said at the front end and back end and um, i'm just but what's problematic like I, i said over and over it's just a true teacher shortage happening right now and so, you know, we're, we're going after the same pool every district around us is. Yeah. Um, what are some other positions you're in dire need of in the HR department
1: and, and for the district, Miss uh, Gerard? Uh,
3: we can always use bus drivers, good, qualified bus drivers. Uh, I know we have a, a shortage of bus drivers. We've had a lot. Retire, so that means you get to – you need a, several that you need to replace. Um so, but they're also on the website. There's you can look for it's either a licensed or a classified personnel, so it's easier to search for you know if you're qualified. If you have that teaching license, look under license, and if if you don't, there's the classified positions that you can search for. As yeah,
1: well. as soon as you go to that page for employment, there's three links on the right hand side, and they'll um, it's classified. Um, licensed, and what was the other one? Administrative. Administrative, yeah. Um, that's an easy way to find it. And if you're interested in a bus driving position, you can call 388 2432. That's
2: 388 um, 2432. Go it, ahead, it, Mr. Hickman. You know something I want to add? Uh, about the bus drivers too and we brought it up i think it was last, last week, week yeah. was you know this is considered a a full-time position so you are if you you do decide you want to be a bus driver not only do they do the training for you for free to get that license but you also can choose to get into the retirement system and you get those benefits
1: yeah you're working four to five hours a day mm-hmm. and still getting a full benefit package now that's pretty pretty phenomenal that you can have a part-time job that's full-time fun. it's, full-time. it's mm-hmm. considered full-time but it's 5 hours a day, right? Approximately? It, it, Two, it just hours depends on the route. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it just really depends. So again, full-time benefits. You can call them at 388-2432. Now, take mind that they are busy right now. The buses are still perfecting their routes. They're getting the kids to and from as safely as possible. Also, I want to remind people out there, look out for the big yellow school buses on the road. Um, pay, pay attention to the school zones. It is against the law to pass a bus with its extended stop sign arm out, and it's a hefty penalty. And the the what could happen is worse than a, a monetary penalty if you actually hit a child or something. So be careful out there. All right, Jennifer, what else you got on your agenda over there? hired You hired forty teachers, and you did the teacher orientation. And
3: oh, substitutes! We oh, can yeah. always use good substitutes. Um, so you can contact HR about figuring out if you would like to be a substitute. Um, even if you've retired with the district, you can still come back and substitute. There's you know different things that you can do as about how many you can work. Um, substitutes are considered part time, so you can work about up to seventeen days a month. And um,
1: What are the uh, requirements for um,
4: being a substitute teacher?
3: <laughs> that is a great question.
4: Well, I mean, just that you Mr. can Gaines. be a regular uh, sub and uh, uh, you can just have a, a high, school high school diploma. diploma. Uh, if we're going to take the place of a regular classroom, you know, we would like to have a teaching license that okay. we prefer. But anyone with a high school diploma can apply for a sub, and then that way we uh, – We'll work with them and and make sure that they, uh, when you go to sub, uh, you always should have uh, some plans and ideas that you would need to cover. And you can look at your you know teachers across the halls from you or, or right next to you. Will know when the other teachers out, and they're always there to help uh, help guide you and right. help keep you with the classroom procedures and those things like that. So it's really a good opportunity to um, help. Uh, the school system and earn a little money. Uh, our, our our sub rates are competitive and, and uh, we really, in, in this day and time with, with, you know, people still dealing with uh, things that are going on with COVID and those things like that and our teacher shortages, it's, it's really uh, would be great, a great help to us to, have a lot more subs.
3: Yeah, subs are vitally important. And when you do get signed up to be a sub, you actually you go through an orientation. Um, so Miss Angela Reynolds takes care of that. She actually did one this morning to get um, new substitutes on board for us. So.
1: Yeah. So if you're looking to be a substitute teacher, also on our website murrayk12.org, on the HR section, there's actually a drop down button for substitutes and you can go to that page and learn more about it the wages and, and different types of substitute positions we have available
2: you know i'll tell you one of the biggest qualifications you need to have for that position is you you, you got to have a love for, for kids there you just go. if you love kids man this is a a position for you and you know we'd love to have you on board and you get to be a part of helping out and um you know being a part of murray county public schools and affecting change.
1: I like
5: that. Uh Coach Lyle, Mike yeah, Lyle. Jack is as, as a former uh high school English teacher and stuff like that. Uh one thing I can assure your subs that most of the time when you're asked to come into the classroom, your teacher is the teacher you're subbing for is going to give you a blow by blow um curriculum or curriculum or whatever yeah. a set of instructions to follow yeah and again you know the the other teachers and the principals know just how valuable you are because we're running so short of them so you know if there's any quote-unquote issues in the class they get handled pretty fast and pretty <laughs> pretty pretty quickly and, and pretty distinctly uh so you know if you're you don't have to come up with your own lesson plans you know that's that's one thing you Basically, you can follow a set of instructions. You can follow a recipe. You can be a substitute teacher.
1: I can cook and, with uh, a recipe
5: and just be, you know, and, and, and just have a love for the kids and just understand that uh, the kids know, you know, you're a sub. You're not, you're not the normal one, so right. they they'll work with you. Uh, my my classes were were always, um, you know. Uh, Honestly, when I when I left my, you know, I knew i was going to be gone for a day or something like that. it's a "Guys, number one, you got a sub. Make sure you behave. Number two, you know, you don't want to cross me when I have to come back and get a bad
2: report from the sub. So, Mr. You're, you're going to be protected as a sub, okay? And, and just a funny story uh, when I was at Spring Hill back when it was a K twelve. Just to talk about the s- support subs got then and still do today was uh this was back, you know, a different time when paddling was still allowed and. Uh, We had a sub one day, and the next day, we were all in so much trouble that our teacher lined us all up and paddled everyone in the classroom, and the funny part about this was this was Clayton's mom. (laughs) Clayton Harris. (laughs) So chiming in here today was Coach Mike Lyle. I call him Coach. Coach
1: mike lyle and he is our studio technician and we always welcome him to chime in in the big yellow school bus he's here for every session and he always has good addition good things to <coughs> add to the show all right on another topic for you Mr. gerard we mr hickman and and the, your team here everybody have hired six brand new principals either out of from out of the district or within the district as uh in our schools and we have one more left right
3: we do we do have a new one um at Battle Creek Elementary School cuz Miss Laura Duncan's actually going to be the the new elementary school coordinator for us here at Central Office which leaves her position at Battle Creek open so
1: And that position is currently open <laughs> it's on It's currently our open and
3: posted it'll close August 8th so. August 8th and,
2: okay and just just so everyone knows that Miss Duncan is staying in that position to help with the transition and once that transition happens, she'll move on over to Central office.
1: Okay, very good. yeah. so Laura will be Miss Duncan will be remaining at um, Battle Creek Elementary until we find a replacement principal. Correct? Absolutely. All right, great. All right, Mr. Gaines. how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Mr. Gaines, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you've been on the show in the past, but it, and listeners may not have heard. And so, give us a little history of Mr.
4: Gaines. Well, I am a, a first a Murray County native, born and raised in Murray County. Uh, currently live in Mount Pleasant. I went to Murray County Public Schools. Uh, went to Highland Park with our middle school. Graduated from Central High School. Uh, I, got my degree like everyone else from MTSU like a lot of uh teachers that work here in Murray County uh uh master's degree from Tennessee State and and EDS from uh, Nova Southeast, uh, uh retired uh National Guardsman uh retired at the ah, rate of colonel, Thank you for your service you know, sir. Um uh, uh, was that a hoo-ah? No, It was a hua. Hua, I like that. <laughs> that it's was hoo-ah. a retired hua. <laughs> yeah, that's a retired hua. So, what is an active hua
1: sound like? Uh, it's a little loud. Yeah. A little louder. Okay.
4: Well, thank you, thank you both for your service. Yes, yes. I uh, worked in the system in various positions. I was a teacher at Highland Park, where I went to school. Teacher at Withorn. Uh, coach at Withorn. Coach uh, um, freshman at Central. I had the opportunity to become an assistant principal. I was a halftime assistant principal, halftime teacher at Spring Hill Elementary. I became a principal, served as principal at McDowell, served as an elementary supervisor, federal programs supervisor, and uh, now currently assistant superintendent for instruction.
1: Man, you have a great history here in Murray County, from the elementary schools all the way up to the ranks local colleges. Um, we're so we're so lucky to have you on board here. So, Scott, tell us a little bit about the instruction department and and what is what all falls under your reign under instruction department. It's actually called curriculum and instruction. Um, tell us about the teams and the different departments that I'll report to you.
4: Well, as you know, we have uh, essentially two divisions in the system we have operations and we have curriculum and instruction. Uh, operations, as you know, everything that has to do with that's uh, Mr. Eric Perriman's. Uh, uh, he's the superintendent over that side. I'm on the other side of the curriculum and instruction, so we're all things curriculum and instruction teaching learning teachers principals books uh all those things that have to do with learning uh not to downplay anything on operations side that you know all that ha- we all have to work together to make school work so uh all of it's vital but uh a little bit about my my department we have uh basically you know we have five departments we have teaching and learning and assessment. Uh, we have pupil services, we have special education, special populations, we have federal programs, and we have career and technical education. So those are the uh, five departments that uh, are, are department heads that I oversee. Um, I can go into a little bit about, if you think about teaching and learning, that's all things having to do with teachers and schools and um, everything that's digging into implementing the curriculum, uh, how we teach, how we assess um all those things fall under teaching and learning and assessment our pupil services is our you know arm that supports uh students uh we support uh the the pupil services department deal with absenteeism discipline truancy uh and not only that uh other things that you know, student services things that students need we deal with homeless we deal with uh migrant students um all those things are part of the Pupil Services Department. Uh, our Special Education Department is uh, dealing with kids with have who have uh, n- needs beyond what can be served in the general education program. Uh, they also deal with uh, students who come to our school system who may speak another language. Uh, and uh, there are many other things that Special Education deals with. You know, we uh, kids may have other needs like occupational needs and then the special education department uh is a vital part of doing that if kids need therapy while they're at school or those things like that we deal we deal with that
1: that is a lot of stuff going on at curriculum and instruction mr gaines well hold your thought because we're going to go ahead and take a break so we can let our sponsors get in and get their word in we'll be right back after these words
0: Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools.
1: Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus. We are here with Superintendent Michael Hickman. Assistant Superintendent Scott Gaines and Chief Human Resources Officer Jennifer gerard Hey, before the break, uh, Scott, we were talking about your departments that work for you under your your realm. That the you had the Pupil Services, um, Special Education, mm-hmm. um, Teaching
4: and Learning, Teaching and Learning, and then two more federal programs and Career Technical Education, Career and Technical, yeah,
1: right? Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about the um, Career and Technical. We've had them on the show once and. This is, seems to be one of those hands-on type um, environments where career and technical, where you get them actually ready to have a job right out of high school, correct?
4: Well, you know, we, uh, career and technical education's primary responsibility is to uh, help students prepare for career. So um, as a part of that, we try to, as they uh, move toward high school, expose them to a variety of career opportunities of course being uh in murray county and in murray county schools uh our career and technical education departments focus is focus on those jobs that those students may be able to uh obtain in our county or in our region Mm -hmm. so we try to look at many what 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 job opportunities do we have in our region and how how can we interest kids in doing that now with all that we uh um we do want children to be duly prepared. They want them to be career ready. Uh, we also want them to be college ready. And, and, and all that rolls under the umbrella of post-secondary and just being, you know, uh, a ready graduate, being able to, if they aspire to go to college, that they're ready to go on. But if they are ready for a career um they will be ready because they've uh, had the opportunity to be exposed to some career path through career and technical education uh they get the jo- job skills that they need and they are prepared to uh work in a 21st century environment
1: yeah it sounds like really cool if i relate back i think it was shop class was one of my favorite classes uh, and band of course because i was a band guy uh, music guy um those were some of the things that fell under CTE, not the arts, but the um, the, the shop classes. That's right. Yeah. Um, we were able to build things and actually take them to our um, well, I don't know what they called it now. I can't remember, but we were able to build things and have to actually sell them. Right, and right. it was kind of a cool. It was part of the business class, so. <clears throat> tell us a little bit about um population right now for our school district so we're like only in the first week right now so yeah, you're still so. getting more and more and the numbers are climbing correct
4: yeah of course students are still uh coming to school and you know right now as of yesterday we had uh 12,730 students with the uh, that's without our pre-k uh, our pre-k recount separate and if we add that we're you know we're over 13,000 students so uh we're certainly right at our projection with the second day and still you know there's still students coming to school so uh um i'm certain that you know we we've had a lot of students who now return to school of course with us returning to school but we're, we're having students who are now coming uh uh deciding that they want to come back to public school
1: yeah yeah that's really cool um as far as um, staff go, maybe, uh, Jennifer, you could help with this one. Uh, approximately how many staff do we have on at Marikana Public Schools?
3: Well, according to my system, I think it's around 14,000 in our one where we run payroll. 1,400. 1,400. Yeah, I'm terrible What's with that. Boy, yeah. <laughs> well, the
4: ratio for teaching and students. <laughs> Wouldn't, that one one. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? We could attract <laughs> some teachers there. We're <laughs> yeah. one to one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got about 1,400 staff. And does that include um, cafeteria and bus drivers also?
3: I don't believe it actually includes our food service. They're run on a separate system. Okay, they're on a separate system. Yeah, but that includes your – it does include your other workers, your sort of – your. I like
1: workers. to give a hats off to – and I think um, Coach Lyle did that recently. Hats off to our cafeteria workers because they have never stopped providing great food for the students, even through the pandemic, even when we weren't in school. We were providing meals at uh, each school's pickup location. So these people really went above and beyond during the, the, the during mm-hmm. the times of COVID when the schools were shut down. And thanks for shouting them out last week, Mike. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Um, what uh, now? <laughs> my granddaughter is at with our middle school, and last night she came home with homework. She goes, "I can't believe we still have homework." Um, <laughs> tell our listening audience a little bit about you know it's actually quite important because you. you keep your mind fresh on what's going on in your classroom and it helps you absorb it. Correct. By having a
4: little bit of homework. I always just, you know, you use a sports analogy with homework. Uh, if a basketball player doesn't go work on free throws, uh, then, you know, they lose that skill. So, uh, teachers at school, they teach a concept, they give them practice and we want them to continue that practice. And that's what homework is about. Um, So homework is very important that it gives those students the opportunity to practice on their own, to – they practice on their own. They're actually, you know, by themselves. They can see if, okay, I I didn't quite get this or I've got this. I feel comfortable with it. And then when they come back the next day, they can ask those questions, and that helps the teacher to gauge that they've got the concept and they're ready to move on to the next thing. So uh, we still think homework is an important part of school. So it's safe to tell my
1: granddaughter, you'll be getting homework throughout the school year, so consider it practice.
4: Yes. You know, we, uh, you know, you recommend, uh, if you look at your uh, age level uh, plus uh, 10 minutes or your grade level plus 10 minutes. So, kinderg- you know, if you have a kindergarten student, you're not going to have a whole lot. Maybe you read a book in first grade, it's maybe 10 minutes. Second grade, uh, 20 minutes. Uh, but not the idea that you're having uh because we understand kids have other things in life that they that you know that go on. They want to, we want them to play sports and participate in other things. Mm-hmm. So homework shouldn't take the whole uh, evening it should be an opportunity for them to practice and 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 you know get one more time of the concepts they learned that day and then be able to go on
1: yeah she did really great last night it took her about 15-20 minutes to take care of her homework and she showed me what she was doing and i said that's that's excellent work right there i mean she's in fifth grade so she's really coming into the fact that homework is a part of her schooling now and she knows she's got to continue to practice on that homework so Make sure you get your homework done, students, if you're listening.
3: It doesn't go away in college or any other further. You always have homework.
1: I'll tell you right now, it doesn't go away at work either. I mean, I bring work, homework home all the time. Mr. Hickman gives us homework all the time. He He does. He does. and, and, And we're really good at making sure that homework is done in a timely manner, too, by the way. Um, Let's talk a little bit about standardized testing, because I wanted to mention this specifically. My my daughter, who is a teacher in Anderson County, and I've mentioned her before on the show, she was horrible at standardized testing, but she was a a 4.0 student. But when it came to testing, she had to go above and beyond to practice and practice and practice and get ready for a standardized test because she wasn't good at it. Um, Tell our listening audience a little bit about the importance of that standardized test and why we still have it around.
4: Well, so a standardized test is just what it says. It's a standard set of questions that they ask, uh, that we all ask students. So it kind of says that we're all being measured or tested on the same thing. So when you talk about a standardized test, it means that it's it's a set of questions that, that are all the same and we ask the students. Now, a lot more goes into... Standardization when you talk about standardized tests, so far as what we take our 10 ready tests, they are you know, they're standardized for grade levels or standardized as they are they aligned to the standards that students have in certain grades. Uh, there's also things that. Uh, uh, we think about it in terms of you standardize them according to bias and and can all kids answer these questions. There's a lot of research and, and development that goes into making a good standardized test. And uh, so uh, I think when we take those tests, it gives us a chance to see where we are in relation to other people in the state or other people in the nation. And gives us a gauge of you know our our is our teaching rigorous enough? Do we mm-hmm. need to increase what we're doing, and and how you know it's not the end all be all, but it is important because it gives us a measure of where we are and what we need to do. Because our our students now, uh, you know, compete globally when they leave the. Uh, When they go out into the job market, you know, as we know now, they're not only competing with just local students. They're competing with everyone. And we want our students to be more than prepared to be able to uh, compete.
2: Mr. Hickman? You know, and and I'd like to address that while
4: that's, you
2: know, the topic right now. Uh, You know, the state just released it last year's testing data, and it just showed a a, a huge decline in the testing scores across the state. And our district, you know, is not going to be – um, it's going to be a part of that, too. We're going to see some decline from our testing scores. But, you know, the, the big reason on that is, and, and the state's done a really good job, I think, trying to explain what happened and why they were expecting it is one, you know, we saw a learning loss for school the year before had shut down basically the last two months. So kids missed that two months. Teachers were trying to catch up just to get that. That caught back up. And then last year with a erratic of what COVID did to schools in and out quarantine, people had it that it was hard to to really get continuity into the classroom. So it was well expected. And you know, when they release the district scores next week, we expect the same thing here that we we will see a decline in our test scores. Now, with that said, you know we we still want to dig in. We still want to find out how to become better and what we need to focus on. And you know, at the end of the day, the assessment for me is not so much. About the kid, it's about the kids, and are we providing the rigorous, high-quality instruction and in what we need to do? And I and I will say this: we went around to a lot of schools, every school last year, multiple times, and teachers were teaching their hearts out last year. They gave everything they had. So, I do just want to be kind of uh, go ahead and just say that. You know, we are expecting to decline in our scores just like everybody else. And, um, you know, this year hopefully, and I know we may talk about it a little later, is hopefully we can stay in school as long as we can in person because the, the research last year showed that in-person learning, those, those students did better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think I can add that's
4: where you you see this, you know, the state's emphasis on uh, we had to uh, uh, plan for continuous learning because we saw the impact of interrupted instruction. And we have to constantly, you know, even now, think about how will we be prepared for continuous learning? How will we help our students to be able to that, that? Even though the environment may change, we may, you know, if we, I hope, heaven forbid, if we don't, if we have to, you know, go back to pivoting because of uh, uh, the uh, pandemic or something like that, we have to concentrate on being prepared for helping students to be able to continuously learn so that we don't have those setbacks. Right.
2: And, And, you know, not only were teachers last year asked to do know make sure students were getting that high quality instruction which we saw every day you know because of the pandemic state requirements and what we were asking teachers having to ask teachers to do you know you brought up about feeding kids and we had to uh, last year a new thing came about where we had to identify and we were actually doing some of the work for the health department and our uh, department of human services on. Identifying folks that you know could get the, those cards to go get food. I mean, it was just so much on the plate of the district, and you know we did our best, and I think we did a very good job to keep instruction as our focus. But there was so much noise, and you know we won't be immune to the the drop in scores like the state was in every other district. But you know I do want to say our teachers were just phenomenal in what they did with what they had last year
1: yes they were thank you mr gaines and Mr. gerard and mr hickman um I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some questions towards you mr hickman um let's talk about over the past year where we had been we kind of hit on that just now a little bit when you talked about the great job that the teachers were doing i mean they were teaching in person and then remote so we don't have remote learning this year but let's talk about where we've been
2: in this last school year absolutely the last school year you know it was something that we had never been had done before right and and, and a lot of us were uh, building the plane as we were flying it and uh, this time last year not only were things changing they were changing so rapidly we would hear one thing in the morning from the health department and by that afternoon they would have changed it to something else and so right now you know we we're not seeing that rapid changes as a matter of fact they've only really released three documents to us and told us to uh look at the cdc guidelines and that was the re- recommendation uh so last year you know it it was a battle yeah, you know it was. with 25 of our kids at any time being out on remote asking teachers to do in-person and remote together it was just it was a real struggle and we hope this year the governor did uh outline that he did not allow districts to do full remote this year and so with that you know that wasn't Uh, a michael hickman decision it wasn't a a murray county public schools board of education decision It, it was it came straight from the state so you know looking at that moving forward we've got to figure out not only do we have all kids coming back to in person but with murray county and its phenomenal growth right now is we are well above what our enrollment was this time last year and so we have to take that in consideration. What are we going to do to help keep our students safe? Because there is still a pandemic going on, and we keep hearing more and more about the Delta variant. And what's significant about it, this one's not moving north to south. It's moving west to east. And so we've seen it in Arkansas. We're hearing in west Tennessee that there's a up upturn on cases there so we want to make sure that we're diligent we're keeping kids safe and that you know we're doing the best we can and some of the things we're still telling principals even though we've got packed schools you know try to maintain the social distancing best you can we've installed the water bottle fillers asking principals i know have been asking the, the students to make sure you bring in water bottles to be filled up throughout the day Uh, still teaching good just personal hygiene to the kids wash your hands we're learning that's one of the most effective things you can do to fight COVID. is just washing your hands you know and making sure that when you sneeze sneeze into the cuff of your elbow things like that that we're we're really trying hard to recommend and keep kids safe the mask question has came up over and over Mm -hmm. murray county public schools is not requiring or mandating a mask our our board was pretty uh, vocal about how they wanted that to be and so we'll continue that on to this year you know we'd strongly encourage and recommend you know both the adults and students you know wear a mask Um, you know I know everybody has their research on that but that's the one thing that we keep hearing from the CDC and the American Pediatric Association is both saying you know that's one of the biggest things you can do to prevent it
0: yeah
1: and you know we're talking about the masks we allow masks no problem if if somebody wants to wear one if a staff member or a student wants to wear one pre-pandemic that wasn't probably allowed but knowing what's going on in, in society now with the pandemic still being out there masks are certainly allowed and in some cases encouraged you know for people that have health conditions let's talk a little bit about vaccinations in february of 2021 we started our vaccinations available to all educators in murray county Um, we had long lines and a lot of people uh, show up my numbers that i asked the nurse from yesterday was about 700 educators
2: took advantage of the vaccinations that is seriously helping correct and and, you know one thing to point out that's 50 percent of our staff that we know of we also know that many of that was just the what we ran as our vaccination station for murray county public school employees only we also know that other employees had reached out to their own districts they may have been living at and had their county vaccination or you know other means and we also know this summer that we had many more of our employees that went out and were vaccinated as well and you you know that's another big thing to help us in our protection of the spread
1: yeah i feel like the, the the amount of vaccinations taking place especially since the delta variant has came into play that more and more people in our county are deciding hey maybe i I better just get it they keep seeing the news stories and and the sad stories you know husband and wife decided they were didn't really trust it one got sick one didn't make it right okay those are those are tough stories to see in and here
2: and, and, and i'd like to add you know There are reasons out there, and I do understand why people choose not to be vaccinated. Myself, I I was vaccinated, and and folks and... and Colonel Gaines and I'll say Colonel Gaines, <laughs> yeah. you know at least it was a choice because I know we took many vaccines. I yes, know when yeah. I was deployed, me too. That yeah. we didn't have those choices and That's who true. knows what those were. Yeah, but, just
1: to enter a country, you sometimes right. had to have a specific vaccine.
2: So you know, it's I know it's a personal choice to most most folks, and there are some good reasons. But I do encourage everyone if you're able to get the vaccine, I would just strongly encourage you to do so
1: all right we're we're coming up on a break here and when we come back from the break i'd like to talk about a, a little bit about our mitigation strategies and quarantining and contact tracing you kind of touched on that and we are currently not doing that right now no contract tracing and that'll be handled at the
2: state level at the health department level yeah
1: all right so um real quick we said no masks um social distancing is now three foot instead of six foot correct
2: uh with the those are changing with the vaccination yes uh, still unvaccinated folks they're still recommending that six foot
1: six foot for unvaccinated three foot for vaccinated and three foot is probably a general rule about desks and everything you know you can pretty much accommodate three feet very easily six foot a little bit more difficult So we are doing what it takes to make everything as safe as possible at our school districts, and we're going to talk a little bit more about our mitigation strategies after the break. So we'll take a break and get a word from our sponsors, or hear from our sponsors after this.
0: Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools.
1: Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus. Thanks for joining us today. We're here with Superintendent Michael Hickman, Assistant Superintendent Scott Gaines, and Chief Human Resources Officer Jennifer Gerrard. Mr. Hickman, before the break, we were talking about um, you know things happening this year to keep students safe. Um, One of our mitigation strategies is, and and I'll let you touch base on it, what should all students and staff remember?
2: Uh, You know, the big thing that we we do for mitigation is we've got to make sure if your child is sick, do not send them to school. That is one of the biggest mitigations that we can have. And we're going to be on the lookout for that as well because, you know, it it can be a – anything maybe not just COVID but you know last year what we saw was when we saw symptoms by sending students home or making them get a doctor's note you know we really didn't have a big outbreak of the flu or strep throat or any of these other normal things we have Mm -hmm. so you know we want to take that in consideration and if we do have students that are exhibiting any kind of symptoms you know we are going to probably ask them to go home and uh you know and that kind of gets into the quarantining and isolation
1: yeah that's my next
2: question is
1: quarantining and contact tracing
2: is that going to happen and you know with the quarantining and isolation obviously if a student is positive that same as last year same as any, any other district you know students will be asked to stay home and if they are well enough we will be able to you know make sure their learning does continue and uh Once the doctor or the health department has cleared them, then we will absolutely let them come back to school. Uh, The isolation, when we start talking about quarantining specifically, you know, we're asking parents uh, when the health department does reach out in quarantine that you make sure to keep that student at home once they're quarantined. Uh, We'll be assisting the health department whenever asked if they need help in the quarantining uh, department, But uh, one of the things that we're, we're looking at doing is making sure that we send letters home, specifically elementary and middle school, letting uh, parents know that if your child did come in contact with somebody that was positive, that the parents know and they can uh, go to their local health provider and, you know, go from there and get the, uh, their recommendations for their, their students.
1: Awesome, you know we have a policy. It's
2: a uh, uh, school board policy six
1: four zero three. Mr. Ard, could you um just briefly? It, it's it's the communicable disease uh, policy, correct?
3: Yes, sir. Could yes. you
1: tell our listening audience a little bit about that? That has been in effect for a long time, and it, it mm-hmm. is definitely in effect now. So just a quick refresh.
3: Sure. So just in general, if a student has a communicable disease, that doesn't necessarily mean COVID. Any communicable disease. Um, they should, you know, tell their st- tell the, s- the staff there at the school so that they can be informed. That way staff principals can make the decisions. The students should not be on campus, you know, if they have these communicable diseases. You can go through and, um, you know, read the policy point by point. Um, but once that communicable disease is ended, then getting the student back into the school and back into that normal environment.
1: Yeah, and that applies to the flu, um, COVID, anything, you know. So, you know, bottom line is, Mr. Hickman just said, if you're sick, especially in this day and age, please stay, stay home. home. It's the safest, fastest way to ensure that the disease does not get spread from one to another. Um, it's, it's, impor- it's so important nowadays to recognize that we need to be paying attention to how we send our students to school. Don't just give them some Advil or Tylenol and send them in and say, "Well, they had a low-grade fever." Keep them home. You know, let's keep everyone safe. Let's let's not spread communicable diseases like COVID or the flu. All right. So, on the big yellow school bus, I'm going to start it early so we have a little bit of extra time here, and then I'll cover some things on some uh, school uh, start times and end times and safety we are going to do our shout outs and um, I see Mr. Gaines he's just edging on the edge of his seat right now to get his shout out ready um, so Mr. Gaines would you give us your shout out please? Uh,
4: my first shout out is to the uh, HR department uh, we have had a lot of uh, people in transition wanting to change jobs We, tr- we of course we transitioned with the closing of MacDowell we transitioned a lot of teachers and They have been just – I I mean, I just can't say how proud I am and how thankful I am to them, to the work they've done, to – a lot of people don't know there's a lot of things that have to take place before we hire an employee. We have to do – you know, there are things that are out of our control so far as waiting on a background check, uh, the drug screen, all those things, you know, they – we don't do those things in our office we contract with someone to or or, you know those are and those things we have to do by law so uh you know that's the first step of you know getting an employee offering a tentative contract getting them in and then doing that part of it and then once we get that part getting that person uh onboarded into that and they have been you know just uh I get a uh, uh, request to hire on sunday evening or, or Saturday night, and it seems like you know sometimes i I wonder I know there there's someone still there trying to get those uh applications processed through so that they can make the call to the employee and get them hired so I' just a shout out to the human resource department. What
1: a great shout out and the leader of the human resource department is sitting right next to you, Miss Jennifer Gerard, Miss Jennifer. do you have a shout out for us today?
3: I do. First, I'm going to shout out to my husband because he's put up with me for the last several weeks as I've been working long hours. I get uh, text and phone calls. Are, are you alive? Are you coming home? So shout out to my, my husband, which uh, we're, we're still newlyweds. We've only been married if, since December. So shout out to him and shout out to my department, um, Tanika, Belinda, Angela, Belinda. Um, they've put in a lot of um, hard work in getting in all of our... Uh, licensed our substitutes our classified staff getting all these people with their benefits um, even you know shoring up anybody who's retired who's resigned to the district not only are we processing our incoming personnel we're also processing our outgoing personnel at the same time so there's a lot that happens in our office so I I, we are a team um, and we work as such Um, so I'm very thankful for all of them that they've uh, hung in there with me and through this as I'm also learning the process as well and a shout out to to our our teachers and our educators who are in there every day and um, encouraging our our students in their learning process
1: them are excellent shout outs especially to your husband I know um, all of our spouses are like calling and texting us at 5 6 7 p.m. saying are you alive Um, very good shout outs thank you Jennifer so much Mr. Hickman.
2: Hey, I'll start mine. When I first became a principal, and it's been a a couple years ago, uh, my superintendent at that time sat me down and he said, you know, how you gauge a successful day, can you get them there safely, get them fed, and get them home safely? And so my shout-out goes out to our bus drivers and all of our food service employees because our first day – was just phenomenal and I know we did have a few hiccups but you know what they stayed patient and they got made sure every kid was brought to school safe every kid was fed breakfast and lunch and every kid was taken home and all were safe so that's my shout out to those two folks right there because as my old superintendent said that is what makes for a successful day and if that's the gauge of it our first day back was successful
1: um, Ong Sung Heroes. I love that shout-out. Thank you, Mr. Hickman. Coach Mike Lyle yeah. would like to give us a shout-out today.
5: Yeah, I'm going to piggyback on to the you – know, especially when you talk about the safety group and, and stuff like that. This is a group that I have not heard recently and stuff, and, and they they deserve a huge one because of the risk they the, – the stuff they do is our crossing guards. At the at the elementary schools and, and and stuff like that, they literally stand out in the middle of the traffic. <laughs> in, <laughs> you know, anyway, they, they risk you know yeah they stand out on that yellow line out there and 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 keep our kids safe crossing when we have to make those crossings over. Uh, a lot of times they they kind of get left out of the the, the circle here because uh, we just don't have hear them very much. Uh, please, as you're going back, you know the school zones haven't been enforced recently. Now they are. I mean it's right. and and those people. Are literally putting their life on the line by stepping out in front of traffic for our kids and uh, so keep your eyes open for them so, you know observe this the the school zones observe those people in those oh, were they orange or yellow vests now i think they're yellow or the fluorescent. The, yeah fluorescent yellow and stuff like that uh, when, they, when they put that hand up, pay attention to what's going on and, and stuff. So
2: yeah, I, I want to piggyback what you say because, you know, we do have some phenomenal crossing guards. And the one thing that I noticed really quick, uh, real quickly, was how when you go by, they always have a smile on their yep. face.
1: All right, that is our shout-outs. I have one really quick shout-out to my family and friends. Thank you for the, the condolences on the loss of our puppy thumper. We love you. Have a great day. This has been the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Saturday morning at 9 a.m., Sundays at 7 p.m., and Mondays at 4 p.m. to hear more about what's going on at Murray County Public Schools right here on WKRM, 103.7 FM and 1340 AM.